Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. For all of us Christ followers, here's a good word. We are not part of a dead social club, but rather a dynamic, living body of Christ. It's called His Church. Aren't you glad to know that? And furthermore, Jesus has been and is presently speaking to His church. I am glad to know that we're not left in the dark, and I'm glad to know that Jesus is very much present in His church, and He is very much speaking to His church. And that is never more obvious than in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, where there were seven messages to seven specific geographically located churches in Asia Minor, what is today uh, modern-day Turkey. And, And so each of those seven messages went to those individual churches indicating that Jesus is aware of what goes on in each local congregation. But also, the number seven is the number of completion, the number of fullness, and that indicates that each of those seven messages were also for the uh, entire body of Christ, for the whole church down through time to this very day, as a matter of fact. And you know what else? Um, Here is something else that we've got to keep in mind. Seven times... Seven times here in these two chapters, we are commanded to hear those messages. In Revelation chapter 2, verses 7, 11, 17, and 29, and chapter 3, verses 6, 13, and 22, you hear the same thing said seven different times. Here it is. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, if God says it once, once is enough. But here he says it seven times. And I, again, seven's a number of completion. Seven's a number of fullness. This is God's divine number. And God is saying, here is a, a message that I want all of you Christ followers to hear. And so I, I go back to how I started this podcast. And that is, uh, we are a part of a body uh, where Christ is speaking to his church, and he wants us to hear. Well, we've looked at, in previous podcasts, we've looked at the first five messages to the first five churches. Uh, The first church, Ephesus, uh, they were told it was a great job. They were doing a great job. However, they were warned that they had left their first love, and they needed to repent and turn back to it. And then the second church, Smyrna, was only commended. There was no warning, no condemnation to them. And and there's a reason why this was a persecuted church, a purified church, a church that through persecution had been purified and they were loving and serving the Lord. Third church was at Pergamum. And the church at Pergamum, the majority of them from that message were faithful and were honoring and serving the Lord. But there were some that had begun to tolerate false teaching. And that's always dangerous because teaching and belief leads to action. And then in the fourth church, the church at Thyatira, 
the majority were following false teaching and were living it out. There was a female so-called prophetess named Jezebel who were who was teaching uh, what was a form of antinomianism. It, it, uh, in other words, licentiousness, liberty, and, and that you can live any way you want to kind of thing. And she was leading them into idolatry and immorality. And so there, there was a problem there, and they were definitely uh, warned. And then the fifth church that we studied is Sardis, and that church was a dead church. The, the vast majority of people in that church weren't even saved, didn't know the, didn't know the Lord. There were a few faithful, uh, the scripture says there. Uh, there was nowhere else to go in, in that town, no other church. It was one church, uh, and, and so that few faithful, but the majority, the large percentage of that church was, was unsaved, and obviously there was a warning to them. In this podcast, we come to churches six and seven, and we wrap up the messages to the church churches. And the sixth church is a church at Philadelphia. Now, we're familiar with that word Philadelphia, uh, meaning uh, it's a brotherly love, the city of brotherly love. We have a Philadelphia, Pennsylvania here in the States. But uh, this, this uh, town, like the others, was located uh, on a, a, an ancient postal route. And, uh, and so this uh, particular church gets a greeting, like all, all the others got a greeting. And the greeting to this church is this. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, He who is holy, who is true, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, and shuts and no one, will, and, oh, no one opens, says this. And so here we have the Lord Jesus referring to himself as holy and true. And of course, uh, that can be said of Almighty God because He is Almighty God. He is holy and righteous and separate and different and set apart. That's what that means. He is true. Uh, That can mean that He is inherently true in and of Himself. It also can mean that He speaks truth. And, you know, while He was on earth, He he, uh, said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so Jesus is true. And so He identifies Himself to this church as the one that is separate, holy, righteous, true, and that he has the key of David. Uh, key is is authority. He has the authority of of the Davidic kingdom, and so uh, that can uh, mean an entrance to the kingdom. It, it means that he is the the way of salvation, and he he opens the door to salvation, and he closes the door of salvation. He has full authority over salvation. So he's greeting this church this way, and he says, "I know your deeds." And from the rest of the the uh, uh, message to the church, he was uh, commending them. Uh, he he was saying, "I." I know what you're doing is right. And he goes on to say, Behold, I have put before you an open door which no one can shut, because you have a little power and have kept my word and have not denied my name. So small church, uh, little power. They were they were struggling. They 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 weren't a big uh, big congregation, but they had kept. Uh, his uh, the, the name of Jesus. And verse 10 says, because you have kept the word of my perseverance, I will also keep you. And so they they persevered through something. And, and verse 9, 
uh, tells me a little bit about that. Verse 9 says, Behold, I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not but lie. I will make them come and bow down at your feet and will make them to know that I have loved you. And so they were obviously uh, suffering some persecution from from uh, the Jewish population there in the synagogue. And, and God said, Hey, they say they're Jews, but they're not Jews. And this is uh, what the Lord is saying is even though they were ethnically Jews, uh, in their heart, in their heart, they weren't uh, a part of God's family. Uh, they were false, and they were persecuting this small church. But uh, but this small church uh, uh, endured. They persevered. They didn't deny the name of Jesus, and so. God said, because of that, I'm going to keep you from the hour of testing that's going to come on the whole world. Uh, there are some that say that that refers to uh, the Great Tribulation. I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I do know this, that um, that there was great persecution that came there and, and, and that uh, it came on the whole inhabited world. It was coming against the church. And and, um, and and God said, Jesus said, I'm going to protect you from that church at Philadelphia. I'm going to protect you. And he goes on to promise them a blessing. Verses 11 and 12, he says, I'm coming quickly. And that's not a threat, by the way. That is a word of encouragement to them. Uh, look for me. I'm coming. Hold fast what you have so that no one will take your crown. He who overcomes, and, and anytime you see that overcoming business, that is uh, referring to a true believer. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he will not go out from it anymore. Aren't you glad of that? Aren't you glad of that? We, we will never leave the presence of Almighty God. And I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God and my new, and my new name. And so there's that promised blessing. Well, the seventh church is the church at Laodicea, and they are greeted by this, the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. The amen, the faithful, the true witness. Uh, of course, uh, God is faithful. God is and there's a punctuation there, that amen, uh, that, that is just a verification. He is the true witness, and he is the beginning of creation. In other words, he was there at creation. He's the initiator, the originator of creation, and evidently that was addressing some false doctrine that was being taught there that, that Jesus uh, was not God. But he goes on to say, I know your deeds, you're neither hot or cold. This particular church was a church that was lukewarm. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that they didn't openly reject God. They didn't openly reject Christ. They were playing the game. They weren't hot either. They weren't true. They were hypocrites. That's what it was saying. Why would I say that? Because he said, I'll spit you out of my mouth. And he goes on to say, because you say I'm rich and wealthy and have need of nothing, don't you know that you're wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked? You don't describe a true believer of Christ like that. He goes on to say, I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself. What were those white garments? They were the righteousness of Christ and that the shame of your nakedness, nakedness would not be revealed and I salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. They were blind. You see, this is not a description of believers. 
I used to think that uh, we were talking about lukewarm Christians here, but when you look a little closer, it's not what it's talking about. It's talking about people professing to be a, a Christian, but they're not. And and uh, I know that verse 20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. There'll be fellowship there. But there was no fellowship. He was standing outside the door of this church. He was not there. They were not true believers. And so God is calling them to repentance. He says in verse 19, those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. Therefore, be zealous and repent and, uh, and, and, and come in and let me come in to you. So he who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne. And so there is that promise of of blessing to those that overcome, to those that become true believers. He says, you will be with me. You will be with me. You will sit down with me on my throne uh, and, and so on. And one more time, he says, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I hope that the messages to these churches, and I've gone over them very quickly. Uh, I've not gone into detail in these in these podcasts, but I hope that uh, that these last several podcasts, as we've gone over these seven messages to these seven churches, and thus to us, to the Church of Jesus Christ, I hope that it has whetted your appetite to hear what Jesus is saying, not only in these two chapters, Revelation chapters two and three. But through the Word of God, and that's where Jesus speaks, through His Spirit, through the Word of God, the Bible, that you will want to hear the message that God has for you as a part of the body of Christ, a part of the church, because truly Jesus is speaking to His church. With that, looking forward to the next podcast. Until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.